Hey, welcome back to the Daily Blend Show, episode number 30. Uh, I am sort of, uh, you know, at a pause here because I probably recorded the intro now like six times uh, between yelling in my house, phone calls, pings on your computer, you know, it never ends. Uh, finally, just put do not disturb on everything, and I think I'm good. But uh, yeah, so thrilled. Finally hit episode number 30 of the show. This is the weekly rundown where we highlight uh, stories across uh, business and technology I thought were interesting, notable over the last week or so. Uh, this week, we've got some cool stories on United Airlines and their bet on post-pandemic growth. Spandex is eyeing uh, private equity purchase, maybe even uh, going public. Um, Nike is doubling down on DTC and why that matters. Um, G2, the software sort of platform, uh, raises another round and, and what I think about that in terms of software. Um, the folks at Falcon IO do a nice job of providing some uh, primers for individuals about brand storytelling to provide a competitive edge. I really enjoyed that, kind of talk through what their, their value prop is there. Uh, next up, Spotify launches a Clubhouse competitor and why you should or shouldn't care and why that matters for the future of audio and uh, content creation. And then the last story for the week is really about how coding actually got smarter this week, uh, thanks to some AI. Uh, as always, this episode is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Of course, you can always check us out on dailyblend.com. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the show. And with all that said, let's jump into the show. So I forgot to mention the song that kind of came into the intro was Diplo, Get It Right, featuring Mo. The song came about about three years ago. It was sort of, I would say, the follow-up to that big hit that Major Lazer uh, had uh, with the title. I totally forget. But uh, it's a really good song, cool video uh, for an electronic artist or hip-hop artist, whatever you want to call it, Diplo. But uh, really cool video, great song. Uh, go have a listen. But uh, let's jump into the show. So the uh, first story is on United Airlines, and I am really fired up about this story. So the Chicago-based airline said Tuesday that it had purchased 200 Boeing 737 Max Jets and 70 larger Airbuses. Who cares about the exact number? But it was a $30 billion deal. And as someone who pre-pandemic got on planes almost every single week, uh, love the art of traveling. And yes, it is an art. Um, get out of my way if I'm moving fast in the airport. Uh, make sure that there is fantastic food in the lounge, et cetera. Um, I'm thrilled to hear that uh, UA is doubling down on their fleet. So one part of me is sort of curious, right? Like, is this manufacturer saying they've got inventory or, you know, they're discounting because they've got to hit, um, you know, their numbers for the marketplace on like the Boeing and the Airbus side or is this, you know, economist sitting at United saying, hey, the economy is going to have a huge boom after COVID and you guys got to be armed up for that. People are going to want to travel professionally and personally and you guys got to get ready for it. 
uh, hopefully or the optimistic side of me is saying, you know what, I, I, I think that's what it is. Uh, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, what I th- also think is really interesting is from a business travel standpoint, you know, I know that folks are not getting on planes as much, even though, you know, kind of the restrictions have, have lifted. I think there are certain times where you do need to get on a, a plane and go have a, a meeting or go, you know, see whatever you need to see. Um, but I also think there's going to be a massive uptick in personal traveling. I hope that personal traveling becomes like a bigger thing where people are, you know, less focused on material things and more focused on get me out of wherever I live to go have some amazing experiences uh, in between, you know, this and the next event, knock on wood. But I really think people are going to be like, you know what? You know, the only thing that we don't have a ton of time in, you know, in this life is is time. So let's get out and see the world. All right. Uh, and big up to this new seltzer, by the way. You're going to hear it is delicious from a brand in Georgia, I think. All right. The next up is Spanx is considering either private equity acquisition or investment, however you want to look at it, and or going public. And what I think is interesting here is when you think about, you know, the athleisure space, and Spanx sort of sits on the the edge there or the fringe, you know, they are still the king or queen, however you want to think about it, of those undergarments. So if you're less familiar with Spanx, you've obviously been sitting under a rock but uh, essentially what they do is, you know, they, their core product was to provide shapewear for women and they've expanded to men. And, you know, they help you make you look better in your clothes. They've obviously expanded outside of just shapewear and they've got a whole brand extension. But from my perspective, this is really interesting because you've got folks that are now like getting ready to go back into the workplace, go back, see their friends. They might have put on, you know, some of those COVID weight or pounds, however you want to think about it. And they want to look great. And if you're, uh, you know, a sharp operator of a fund, you know, you could probably, you know, carve off a portion of inefficiencies in the business, look for bolt-ons, look for brand extensions, both organic and inorganic growth, and really go from, you know, a business, you know, owned and operated by the original founder to like a publicly traded company. So, uh, as someone who plays in this space professionally and someone who's just interested in the brand, uh, it was an Atlanta brand. It still is an Atlanta brand. Um, I'm just kind of like fired up to see where this heads and, you know, hats off to the Spanx team. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where this grows. Um, kind of following that sort of consumer uh, trend on uh, consumer goods, uh, Nike doubles down on direct-to-consumers. And what they did is they just released – their kind of uh, fiscal report. And yeah, there were a lot of things that they did really well. But for me, it was really the um, emphasis on, you know, an uptick in uh, 88% uptick in prior year for direct to consumer. And this is crazy. Um, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of this has to do with the fact that folks were going into the store. So Nike probably pumped more advertising and lead gen to their mobile app and their website. Also, you know, if you're not going into the office, you're not buying suits or shirts or dresses or whatever, you're buying dry fit, right? Dry fit, Under Armour, Adidas, but, you know, from Nike standpoint, dry fit. And folks are likely, you know, getting loyalty points and, uh, 
you know, going directly to Nike because they've done a great job of building apps and sort of a brand experience. What will be interesting for me uh, from a consumer standpoint and a retail standpoint is, you know, do resellers like Dick's, Champs, Foot Lockers, et cetera, try to uh, regain some market share away from, you know, Nike and probably Adidas and Under Armour's direct-to-consumer model? How do they respond? Is it really that, like, the Dick's and Champs and Foot Lockers start to activate you know, younger, less mature brands that are looking for brand exposure, uh, probably not getting as good margin there. But, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see the future of, you know, how Nike goes to market and other brands like that and what implications that has on the retail space. Next up, we talk about G2. So for those less familiar, G2 is one of the more prominent uh platforms for exploring, researching, um, sort of getting a quote and transaction or light transaction for software. So if you want to go find out about a CRM, marketing system, ERP, you can go there and it's like, uh, you know, a review site and kind of insights and kind of Madrid quadrant sort of feel. The fact that they've raised another $150 million in a Series D is really interesting to me. So I have no idea their, their core business model, how they actually generate revenue. One would make the assumption that they get a percentage of the software sale for bringing in the lead. I would be interesting to see like how they kind of have ongoing relationships with these software companies. Do they get a percent of year two, year three? Um, you know, if they bring in a lead and, you know, one would assume that they like highly scalable business models. So if you're getting a bunch of capital, uh, you're either considering going public down the road or you're looking to go acquire a bunch of businesses or do brand expansion. So I'm just kind of curious what they've got up their sleeves and I'll be watching uh, to see. The next one up is brand storytelling by the team at Falcon IO. And this was really just an interesting webinar. They have, uh, if you go to dailyblend.com, you can uh, see the slide share deck. The video is linked. Uh, for some reason, they used a player. I couldn't do an embed. But uh, it really highlights like three main things. How to build stories that boost your competitive advantage. How to translate your stories across channels and how storytelling can provide authentic and meaningful connections. And so I'm thinking about this both from a personal brand standpoint, obviously Daily Blend show, and then from a business standpoint in my like full-time job. And I think it's just uh, you know a good primer, right? As folks are, are either entering or re-entering the marketplace or looking to make a jump, can they look to you know do brand storytelling for themselves? or for their companies. And I thought they just did a really nice job of pulling this together and making it super digestible. The sixth story comes in uh, on Spotify. So they have announced that they are launching their Clubhouse competitor. And I think I've been on like one Clubhouse um, you know, uh, event or meetup. Uh, so I just never really got into it uh, during the COVID eras. But what I think is really interesting is if you were on the clubhouse team, are you kicking yourself that you didn't sell during the peak of the pandemic? Now, Facebook, Spotify, LinkedIn all have sort of similar offerings. And for someone like myself, I would much rather use LinkedIn or Spotify to sort of 
link up on on these topics probably spotify for creatives and music whereas linkedin more professional facebook i'm not really that interested in um and you know does clubhouse have a value prop against these other uh, incumbents i also think what's interesting is as you see commutes go back where people were not commuting to commuting you know two or three times a week to every day right do folks want longer form content? And are they getting that out of like a clubhouse or clubhouse competitor? Or do you start to see, you know, podcast shows go from, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes back up to 30 or an hour in the pre-pandemic uh, era where they were longer? Um, and it will just be interesting how people, you know, want to consume content and how creators feel um, connected to a platform uh, you know, do you, are you going to have stars that like basically stick to a single platform or create content and then disseminate it across all the platforms? Uh, only time will tell. The last story is on how coding got smarter uh, in the last couple of days. So GitHub is one of the sites that uh, most people or many people, I should say, use um, to maintain code and, and, and really check it in, check it out. And they've got AI now uh, helping developers sort of s do better at coding. And if you've ever coded, which I haven't, I've just sort of hacked at some HTML, but you can imagine like staring at a screen for a number of hours coupled with you've got to interpret requirements for someone and then think about it and then build it. The fact that like AI can help you in real time is pretty uh, incredible. And I also think it helps, you know, bring people or more people, you know, to the platform and for those that were on the platform sticking to it uh, versus jumping to the new hot thing. So I'm, I'm interested. I, I want to talk to a couple developer friends of mine uh, and see what their take is on this. But uh, it seems really cool. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quicker time to market. So that wraps up the show for this week. Uh, as I mentioned before, this show is available on Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, of course, dailyblend.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Reed Daily. That's R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y. Uh, and with all that said, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, hope to catch you on Friday for our Friday Top 5 edition. And uh, talk soon. Thanks.